Welcome to Mad Cow Talks Politics with your host, the Honorable Bovine. That's me. The only podcast you'll probably hear recorded as I commute from work to home and back again on an almost daily basis. I rant and rave about politics and social issues from a central standpoint from just a regular old working Joe. Hang out after these messages. We'll get into it. Whoop. Hey everybody, <laughs> it's the Honorable Bovine, again, just so everyone knows, I, if you haven't noticed, I rebranded the thing, I'm, I'm sorry, I have so many different names across so many different platforms, I decided just to make everything homogenous, so, uh, yeah, this is now the Honorable Bovine Talks Politics, I'm still going to be ranting, the show's not really changing, aside from like you might be able to tell right now, you can hear me a lot better. Um, stuff changed up at home. My fiance now uh, is the manager at the bar she's at, so she's had a lot more time. Uh, she's going to be working a lot more. Uh, so that means when I get home, I really ain't got much to do. So, I mean, well, obviously working in the garage and stuff. So I set myself up a little mic in the garage. So in between my projects and stuff like that, I can get on here and record something. It's actually a pretty nifty setup for anybody that wants to do this stuff or think you might be interested in it. It's really not that hard to set up at all. I got a, granted downstairs in my basement I have like a whole pod, like a podcast studio type of thing uh, that I built over the course of years. But this took me like all of like I ordered a thing on Amazon and it showed up and I put it together. It's a, a mic that has an echo feature. Oh this thing's so cool by the way. Check this out. Hello, hello, hello. I don't. I guess I don't have to add the echo. Anyway, it's got noise canceling technology, so you can't hear the roads outside. And it's just basically it plugs in. It has an adapter to plug into your Android or iPhone. And uh, yeah, my phone's literally sitting there recording the mic. The phone is powering the mic. Don't ask me how this works because I don't know. But the mic and the and the and the stand and everything was like I don't know thirty bucks, so not bad, not bad at all. And I think the quality is pretty good too. So anyway, uh, I can't tell you what I I not like it's a sponsorship thing, but I can't remember the name of the damn thing. I guess the box is somewhere, but I don't want to look for it right now. Uh, anyway, so all that out of the way. What's been going on? What's been going on? Uh, I wanted to do a little, a little bit of review because of, uh, of a show. Um, this is bo- it's bothering me. Okay. So first off, <clears throat> for all you guys out there, uh, whoever grew up in my generation that saw the original Adams Family movies, and then, you know. You got a little bit older, you've you seen, uh, you know, Christina Ricci, we played Wednesday, she got a little older, she played, we got the movie Casper, and she was a couple other movies. I'm sorry, that was like my Hollywood crush growing up, because I was a, I was a weird kid. Anyway, I was like 12, don't judge me. So, either way, I thought when I heard that a Wednesday Adams show was going to come on Netflix, I was like, dude, that would be cool. 
you know, go get Re- Christina Ricci. Now she's older. She could be an adult version of Wednesday, you know. Um, and you can kind of fill in the blanks from there. Like maybe her parents are gone. Maybe she's inherited her and her brother. Her brother went insane from all the torture she did over the years, and she inherited the property. And she's like, there's people still trying to steal the property. Or whatever. Either way, um, is could have been interesting storytelling. Now, when I heard it wasn't going to be Christina Ricci, and it was still going to be set as Wednesday Adams as a kid. How in the hell do these kids like never get old? I don't get it, but whatever. And I seen there was another actress cast for her. I'm like, ah, she looks similar. We'll see how it goes. Um, first off, things directed by Tim Burton, and the way he directs her as Wednesday. I don't even know the actress's name, but she nails that shit. She nails that really freaking good. I love that. Uh, she does. She does a really good job playing the character uh can't say enough for that the atmosphere the cinematography it's all very adams family-esque uh they kept the character intact you know doing things that you'd think holy crap someone's gonna die but nobody really dies or sometimes they die but you never really know either way um because you remember in the original adams family movie it was like she would drop a drop something like a stone on her brother's head like that would have killed him but like somehow you know it's just playtime i don't know i didn't get it when i was a kid but i was like it's morbid and it's kind of cool but whatever now the problem that i have and because this is a political and cultural show the problem that i have is all of the in your face like cultural political bullshit you can tell an activist tried to write this, but you can also tell that Tim Burton, with his directing, pulled it back from the brink of a br- the blink of, brink of oblivion. It was, <coughs> excuse me, it was so, it was directed so well that even though they had the like uh, cringe moments, like oh god, there's whitewashing history or whatever, all, all the other, all the other stupid crap they had in there. Um, all those other political points that like slapped you in the face every other every other second. Oh, it's so hard. You know, a man like you never knows never knows how it feels to not be believed or some shit like that. Either way, it was so. It was directed so well that I, I sunk into those like okay, this just took me out of the out of the, out of the atmosphere, and then it's like the very next scene it would suck me right back in. So I mean that's, it's good for that reason. It was like. Please stop slapping me with these fucking politics over and over again. It does literally nothing. It doesn't do a damn thing to help the story. It doesn't. It, all it, it just sounds like every single show is just a carbon copy of itself. That's all it is. You know, it's basically, you know, Wednesday Adams turned into a social justice warrior. You know, basically, and I, it's like, why? Why? She still has. She still has. Like, as much as she bitches about patriarchal shit and how, oh, you know, it's supposed to be for the male gaze or something. It's like, all these little things that she bitches about, she's still wrapped up in, like, a love triangle. So it's like, and you can tell she's trying to care. Like, I still have, I think, one episode left to watch, so I don't know the resolution of that whole debacle, or even if it will be resolved, I don't know. But, 
I guess the whole point is, is like, there's normally, and this is something that people can learn from Thor Love and Thunder, right? So everybody was giving that movie so much shit. And yes, it was a little too much comedy, a little too over the top. You know, the story, the base bare bones story of it was a good idea. You know, um, I really, I really liked the thing that pulled it back from the brink of, okay, this is just a bunch of woke, woke crap. The thing that pulled it back from the brink, uh, for me was the flashback scene of him spending all that time with Jane. And then he whispered to Milner saying, Hey, promise me you'll always protect her. And then the symbol lit, lit up on Milner. It was a part of the. It, that was the whole reason Milner uh, came to Jane in the first place. It was because he uh, he enchanted it and didn't even realize he enchanted it to protect her. You know, which is weird because in actuality, the more the more she used the the hammer, the faster she died. But the whole point was is that. I was waiting, I was seriously waiting for them to pull some weird crap like, oh, well, Jane's just more, she's just more worthy because she's a woman or something like that. But they made it a sweet, they made it a love story. So I can totally see the whole love and thunder aspect of it. Even though they say love and thunder was the names of the, him and her, the kid at the end, I don't know, it's weird. But, like, I can see that being a, I can see that being a powerful, sorry, excuse me, I can see that being a powerful draw, like, as soon as that happened, the rest of the movie fell in place for me, if they had not had that, that, that one part where he enchanted Milner to protect Jane, I, it probably would have just been like, okay, this movie shit, why does it exist, you know, so, I mean, even, even in that movie, uh, when Quark, uh, uh, Quag, well, the big blue stone guy. What the hell was his name? I love that dude. Uh, I forget his name though. Um, even when it was like, oh, he's gay. Well, when he described it, his whole species is gay. They're all basically male presenting, and they all just like take a little, like a uh, little jacuzzi bath and hot lava with you know another partner that they love and another stone creature comes out of it you know that's how they make babies you know that's that's not exactly like throwing politics in your face it's just like okay the whole the whole species is like that big freaking whoop you know it's not like i don't know it would be one of those things where it was like how it was presented was kind of like in your face type of thing like oh look he's gay but really it was like the whole species is gay whole species that's just how their species is you know it's not like it's not like it's uh he was fighting for equal rights as a stone giant or something you know it was it was integrated you know like a normal thing you know what i mean and that's that's one thing that movies that are written by activists kind of miss out on is that you know the things that should be normalized they're not talked about in the movies and the shows like they're normalized they're talked about like they're still some special thing that everybody hates which isn't the case so and the the sad thing is is that most activists and woke motherfuckers they they have this belief that we are all 
that we're that we're that there will never be a hundred percent acceptance of every single type of person on the planet. And they're right because people are natural assholes, and there will always be assholes unless you start genociding those assholes. You'll never be rid of those assholes. That's why a lot of people get worried about that, <laughs> about how extreme they get on canceling people and everything else. Because today you're canceling people, tomorrow you're hanging them. You know, <coughs> it really it really is that simple that's people's worry because that's history repeating itself um granted there wasn't social media back in the day but still <coughs> i guess the, the thing is the thing is with uh, the wednesday show is i'm glad tim burton was there to actually pull it back from the brink as many many times as he did because uh, i like the atmosphere when i watch a show i want i don't want Unless something is integral to the story. Like, I don't... All right, I don't consider the changing of history in that case. Like, she was talking about this one town, saying this one guy was some big hero and everything. But in fact, spoilers, uh, he wasn't. And he was trying to, like, kill all the freaks in in the town. And it's like, that's not exactly whitewashing. You know, it's a big, like, I don't consider that. I consider it, like, whitewashing for me would be, like, having the history books uh, say that, like, Washington and Jefferson and, and Franklin never had slaves. It's like, well, obviously they did, but the history books don't really tell you that. It's like, that's that's something that, that I would consider whitewashing because you're taking our forefathers and making them more holier than thou. And that's on a national level where everybody knows about it. This small-ass, rinky-dink, ho-junk, backwater town has one guy that was an insane, freaking bigot motherfucker. And it just so happens the history books wrote it down that he was uh, a good guy for reasons, you know. And from those reasons, actually seemed to be more religious zealotry than anything else. And, you know, I mean, that happens. That's happened all throughout history. Um... So, yeah, that is what it is. But that being said, that was kind of integral to the story. They were basically finding a cover-up. It wasn't really, it wasn't really the, the grand social extreme of, oh, this was a whitewashing of history. It was, uh, it was just, they, they, they had a cover-up. They had a cover-up, a good old-fashioned cover-up story, you know? It was like, you know, they could have presented it like Scooby-Doo mysteries and stuff like that. And, oh, the... The monster, the real monster, is is the is the bigot in the in the, in the uh, pilgrim hat. You know, it's like okay, there you go. That's what it is, and uh, the rest of it is implicit. You know, the rest <clears throat> the rest of it is just understood. You know what I mean? You don't have to explain and hold people's hands through everything, uh, uh, through everything. But that that's again why I hate writers that are basically activists. You know, they. The thing I like about how this is written, maybe it's part of the direction, I don't know. Wednesday screws up a lot. She doesn't do everything perfect. She just screws up a lot. She makes mistakes, really bad mistakes. And too much nowadays, especially when there's a, 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 a male uh, or a female lead, the female lead never does anything wrong. you know. And you could say, well, from Wednesday's point of view, she's not doing anything wrong because she don't give a crap about anybody. It's true, but at the same time, when you go through and you actually watch the direction, she starts feeling things, and she starts feeling bad for some things, and she wishes she felt more. It's like, 
that's character development. That's something that I haven't, I don't very, very often see in writing nowadays, especially by, by people that are, you know, woke. It's like they don't understand that, you know, especially when it comes down to women leads. Women leads. I grew up with like Ripley from freaking Aliens, from with uh, Catherine Janeway from Star Trek. Like these women were great characters, and they had character development. They stumbled along the way, sometimes for stereotypical reasons, sometimes for not stereotypical reasons. But they rose even higher after, and that was the great part about those characters. You know, it's like it's like when Captain Marvel came out, they're like, "Oh, we shattered a glass ceiling." Bitch, you didn't shatter shit. There was so many women that did it a hell of a lot better than you did over the over the last few decades, and they actually had character development. Her movie, Captain Marvel, was her not having to face any struggle at all. She was basically just trying to pick up the pieces of her life after she went on a freaking kidnapped hiatus for a few years, you know. She didn't get her ass whooped. She didn't. She didn't get lose anything great. She didn't. Nobody died, you know. She didn't have any any character to no 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 development whatsoever, you know. It was women strong. Women get stronger, and men bad. That was the whole messaging of the damn movie, and it was boring as sin. I watched it one time, and I've never watched it since. You know, and and I muscled through. I fought through watching it, just because I wanted to see Stanley's cameo, and I wanted to see how the hell Nick Fury got lost his eye. Well, let me say that was pretty freaking disappointing. Anyway, I'm gonna watch the rest of that uh, that Wednesday. There's only got one episode left. Um, fiance went into work for a couple hours, and she's gonna come home, and we're probably gonna cuddle up and watch a watch a movie. Maybe we'll finish finish that show off. But you know, I just here's a message for everybody listening. Any young impress, impressionable kids that might be listening, I don't know. Um. Do me a favor. Stop making fun of lefties that go into go to college for, you know, any type of artistic crap. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh. Cuz at the end of the day, conservatives bitch up a damn storm left, right and center over and over and over and over again about there being like all the all the institutions, all the academia, all the news stations Hollywood, all the writers, all the producers, everything like that, all of it is veered to the left, right? All of it. But there is no conservatives going to college to become filmmakers, to become writers, you know, especially right now, considering conservatives have basically said, screw school uh, for most of their kids, screw college. Because it's like, what, why, why, why go to college? Why go to college if you know they're just going to brainwash my kids? You know that's their mentality. And yeah, they may, they might try to brainwash your kids, but that's one thing that you do is you sit there and you constantly have contact with them. You talk to them a lot. You make sure that they understand the differences. You understand what all the little things that they might be learning along the way. 
and try to correct them. And I know it's a lot of work. It's a shit ton of work. It took me the better part of a year to do enough reading to co- to comprehensively understand the foundations of the leftist mentality. It took me a long time, but this is your you know your kid's future, and if they want to go, you know, go to college to you know better themselves and get a degree and become a big movie maker or something like that let them do it but take the time to learn the stuff that they'll be learning and then understand why it's not great you know or rather i should say understand what the effects on regular people it is because that's what it is at the end of the day it's like i was just talking to my nephews about this the other day it's like there's big brained ideas, whether it be you know so, um, social engineering for de- like de- deconstructing social um, uh, identifiers and shit, or <coughs> or even uh, uh, CRT. These are big brain things that if you're learned and knowledgeable, they can help in certain fields on the top end of society. Okay, like CRT was originally for law and, statist- and statistics, you know. That's like what lawyers learn, all right? You don't, a regular person learning CRT sees it through a lens that a lawyer doesn't, you know, and it affects everything around them. They don't get, they don't have, their relationships end up changing because they see the world so much differently. It's like, I'm sorry, Jerry down the street doesn't have power over any black person in the neighborhood. I don't have power over any black person in the neighborhood, you know, but they start in on this the CRT stuff, the woke crap, and all of a sudden we're the devil, even though we've never done anything wrong to them and we were cool with them having cookouts left and right and center. It doesn't matter. This shit destroys communities when it's viewed through the lens of people that aren't not that they're not smart. It's just they they're not it's not in the it's not being used in the area of the world that it was meant to be used. You know? Same thing with oh, what is a woman? Well, we have a binary, what is a woman, what is a man definition for a reason so we can all communicate, you know, and get on the same page with each other, okay? If we don't have that, if that isn't a thing, then that's when society starts breaking down because half the people won't understand what the other half is talking about. But that's just an example. They've changed the definition of the word racist. They've, changed the defi- they've, they've torn apart the definition of what a woman could be. I'm surprised. It's it's so funny they haven't even started in on what the definition of a man could be because it's like oh, you know I mean nobody cares about trans men they only care about trans women. How about that? But I digress. All these things is something that you should be understanding how they work, why they don't why they don't work for the general population, why the general population should just stick with the terms and terminology we have. That isn't to say if somebody legitimately has like um, gender dysphoria and they go by different pronouns and they and they're empathetic and they're like, "Hey, look, I really this is who I am," you know, person by person basis. It probably in that case isn't a power play. All right, there's plenty of there's plenty of people, plenty of people that will that will sit there and say. I identify as they, them, and you have to call me that. It's like, that's just a power play. If it's somebody that legitimately has a problem, they're going to ask you very sincerely. 
you know. And I don't, I, you know what? It's it's your it's your make believe. I mean, you know, that's what I normally say in my head. It's like, I'll, you know, if it makes them feel better, you know, that's fine. I don't really care. But you know, if it's if it's just some random person that just sits there and wants to have a power trip, yeah, no, that's what that's what this type of shit does to them. You know, it's just whack jobs. Anyway, I'm out of here. I'm gonna get off for the day. Uh, thanks for listening to this first episode. Well, not first episode, but uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, the quality, uh, the sound quality, was good. You all enjoy yourself. Um, I'll be hopefully doing one of these every day. It depends on what's in the news. I'm going to start uh, trolling, scrolling Twitter, see what's crack lacking. And then, uh, you know, <sighs> try to do one of these every day. But y'all have a good day. Uh, be safe. Uh, move, motherfuckers. Whoop.